0: there my friend Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. I've enjoyed the last couple of days episode. If you haven't heard them please jump back and check them out. July 24, 25, it's July 26 today, but the last two days have been, as Bilbo's Baggins would say, episodes of a special magnificence. (laughs) So go check them out. My friend, today we're talking about uh, a really important insight from uh, Archbishop Uh, Michael Miller, who some time ago put about a small book called The Five Essential Marks of Catholic Schools, and I wanted to just spin you through them over the next few days because I think they are really helpful for us as we go about work. So let's just jump straight in. Number one, well, before I jump in, yesterday we talked about uh, the, I guess, the introduction was a great quote from the previous president of the National Catholic Education Association, who yesterday told us that the first and most important task for Catholic schools is to maintain and continually strengthen their Catholic identity. So the most important thing we can do is strengthen this identity. So what we want to do together over the next few days is work out what this identity really is. Now, everyone's going to have a dog in the fight, everyone's going to have an opinion, but uh, what Archbishop Mill has put together here is pretty darn good. So the first one, let's do it, inspired by a supernatural vision. Let me introduce that. So he basically wants to tell us that if the education we're talking about is Catholic, it's going to have a supernatural vision of the person. So I talk a lot about Marxism. If you see me on stage, you'll probably hear me reference its, uh, the depredations of mar- Marxism in some way. But, of course, one of the great problems with Marxism and its effect on history was its scientific materialism so that the person was uh, purely materialistic and there was no transcendent dimension or supernatural dimension to what it meant to be human. Hence, you can get the Ukrainian famine. Hence, you can get the gulags. Hence, you can get, uh, give or take, 160 million people dying under totalitarianism in the 20th century alone. So if a school is Catholic, it is going to have a radically different vision of what the person is, what a person is. So let us let me quote this for you here. I think it's really good. And the last line is right up my alley. <laughs> You're going to like it. So here we go. I quote that a Catholic school will have an emphasis on the inalienable dignity of the human person. I love that word, inalienable. Can't be separated from the identity. It is intrinsic to the person. The inalienable dignity of the human person, above all, on his or her spiritual dimension. That's important, above all. So of all the different things we could focus on in our students, it's the spiritual dimension that's the most important. And he says, above all on his or her spiritual dimension is especially necessary today unfortunately far too many in government business the media and even the educational establishment perceive education to be merely an instrument for the acquisition of information that will improve the chances of worldly success and a more comfortable standard of living such an impoverished vision of education is not Catholic. Okay, there's a bit more to quote, but let me jump in here for a second. Regular listeners know, I would talk about this all the time, the instrumentalist or factory model of education. Ship the inputs in, process the inputs, ship the inputs out into the wider economic system. Now, we could argue that it is necessary in a society to be able to educate people so that they can take on meaningful and useful work in the society but Archbishop Miller here is pointing to something else he is pointing to this instrumentalist view of education he says merely an instrument for the acquisition of information that will improve the chances of worldly success and a more comfortable standard of living so that is the view that can creep so subtly into Catholic education I was at a party on Saturday night with the family and I was talking to this great lady who works in a Catholic education and she talked about her school and she said, look, the leadership, it's, it's just all focused on um, looking good to the outside world, facilities and, and just making sure that people think it's a really great school. Now, I get it, that's important. We don't want to obviously have a negative public perception of our schools, but what she was alluding to was that the leader of the school was simply concerned with making sure that uh, more students came because that would look good for the school and they could sort of process more students. And look, I want to be fair here. Look, There's obviously going to be uh, some, some mixed desires here. That I'm sure people in the leadership also care deeply about kids. But you see what I'm getting at? It was It was about the facade. It was about how things look because I think they'd already fallen a bit into the trap of becoming instrumentalist of becoming a place that attracted people to send the students to just I- improve the bottom line for the school, perhaps. I know this is going to sound really hard, but we really want to get away from this instrumentalist utilitarian factory-based model, because he says here really clearly that if all we're doing is doing education to students because it will, his quote, improve the chances of worldly success and a more comfortable standard of living, then... That's not Catholic. Now, a comfortable standard of living is a fine thing. Worldly success is not inherently a bad thing. But that's not why our schools were established. Our schools were not established to improve worldly success and to create a comfortable standard of living. They they are at best byproducts. They are at best byproducts. So let me give you this final uh, little sentence here where Bishop Miller says, if Catholic educators, parents, and others who dedicate themselves to this apostolate, fail to keep in mind a high supernatural vision, all their talk about Catholic schools will be no more than a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. Of course, that comes from 1 Corinthians 13. So it doesn't matter what language we use, how wonderful our mission statements If we don't have this relentless Christological emphasis on the dignity of the human person, a supernatural vision of personhood, a supernatural vision of personhood. So what we're looking for, of course, is this disposition, this fundamental disposition as we go into our classrooms, as we interact with our colleagues, other teachers, staff, parents, that we see this supernatural, inalienable dignity of the person made in the image of God. The spiritual dimension. I think if you begin to have that lens, it really can begin to change your experience, your perception of your vocation completely and entirely. In the dust and battle of daily life and daily educational life, it is very understandable that we forget these things, that they fall a little bit by the wayside because we're overwhelmed, we're busy, we're trying to do the right thing. But let's pray... For the grace to not lose sight of these things they really really do matter all right so that's it for today that's principle one in our five principle journey so i want you to be back here tomorrow okay so make sure make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast make sure you've got notifications on check out all the links here if you want to book me to speak live if i'm available i can do that um grab yourself a copy of my book here tools and fuels it is the book that describes so much of what we're talking about but tomorrow we're going to be talking about a Christian anthropology. It's going to be really important. It'll be a short episode, but there's going to be some good stuff for you. But for now, that's it for today. My is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and you and I are going to talk again tomorrow.